This is Alexis Gallardo. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast episode. We have our first guest ever, Sebastian Matu. Woo! Yeah! Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Yo. How you doing? Yo, we got Sebastian. He's on our team. He is a young entrepreneur. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, man. Go ahead. Who are you? Where you come from? What do you do now? Cool, cool. So first of all, thank you for having me. Obviously, first guest, first time kind of doing this, so a little bit nerve wracking, but it's we're gonna try it. <laughs> I know, right? I'm nervous too, bro. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like Alexa said, I'm Sebastian. Um, pretty much grew up on Long Island. I lived in Queens for the majority of my childhood, and then moved out here back in like '07. So I grew up Long Island, know like the back of my hand. I went to school for finance. And in the midst of everything, I became a real estate agent, which is what I do full-time now. And I cannot say that I regret anything because at this point, it's honestly, it fulfills everything that I've been looking forward to doing in my career. What's a common myth about your field of expertise, right? We're both real estate agents. What do you think is a common myth? If you can't think of one off the top of your head, I can definitely say something. Yeah, you can go first. Yeah, yeah. That all you have to do is show houses and you get paid big checks. And that's all you have to do to be successful in real estate. What do you think? Actually, no. 100%. You know how many times, especially with sellers. Yeah. I get this a lot with sellers. They, I call them up. I'm like, hey, listen, you know, let's list your house. Especially Fizbo's. Yeah. For sale by owners. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. like, okay, what do you want me to do? Just sign a paperwork and give you 5% of my sale price? And it's, it's not that, you know. like, And they end up learning through the whole process because, you know, as you know, it's not easy. You know, you have to know what type of loans are coming in, right. what to look at for in the house, if right. it's going to appraise, if it's going to pass an inspection. Right. And really direct your seller in, in the way to make their transaction become successful because right. at the end of the day, you don't want to waste a couple months in a transaction and then it ends up falling through and then you're back to square one. Don't even get me started on falling through, bro. I literally... <laughs> Did you? Were you here at the morning meeting? I mean... <laughs> I Just a little bit of a... Uh, a recap. So I had a deal that was due to close at the end of the week, and um, we were at the last week of the loan process. And the listing agent calls me and says, "Hey Alexis, I hate to tell you this, but the house is on fire." And I'm like, "What do you mean the house is on fire? Like my my clients are going to close this week. Like it's too early for you to be calling me right now." And he's like, "No, Alexis. Like I'm being like." Di- for real right now like come right now to the house like it's it's burning on fire the guy committed arson i'm like holy shit and the deal ended up falling through so i was like i mean that, that, that just comes <laughs> back like... to the point you know where people think that as soon as we get a house on the contract and even fellow agents you know sometimes they'll say already got this deal done no it's not done until you get that check in your hand that's facts because anything facts. can happen i mean anything even up to an hour before the closing shit can go wrong <laughs> Yo, that's so that's so true. So what do you think is the biggest challenge that you're facing right now? Right now, especially in this market, I mean, it's getting offers accepted. Yeah. For the most yeah. part, I mean, I have a ton of buyers out looking at houses, but for every house, we have a ton of a ton of other agents, a ton of other buyers, and it's becoming like a wild. It's becoming like the wild wild west where right, you're right. putting in offers with all these different contingencies or no contingencies, right. no inspection, no appraisal. And it's just crazy to think about because it's right. like, I mean, I mean, some of the people love these houses, but it's also like, there's, you, you have to like draw a line somewhere where it's like, 
is it smart for me to do this? You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, 100%. Is it smart for me to buy something without knowing what's wrong with it? Because I'm doing no inspection. Right, right. Is it okay for me to pay 40K over the appraisal value because I just want this house? Right. You know, some people need to account for things, but right. they still decide to do it. And, you know, you can always... You can only, advise your clients so much but if they want to do it i mean you can't really do anything about that pretty much like don't settle you know for something just because it's it's a hot commodity right now at the end of the day you have to be rational with your decisions especially when it comes to the biggest purchase of your life and people forget that sometimes and then they deal with the consequences after the fact yeah they need to understand too like <laughs> it's not just you know you're not buying a pair of shoes you're not buying a, a car even though a car you know it's still a big purchase but there's ways around it yeah 100%. with the house you need to know exactly what's going on what you're doing and you know, also, also look into the future things that can happen, you know? Yeah. Because no, a lot of things can happen. No, 100%. What do you think is the most important lesson that you've learned in your real estate career? How long have you been in real estate, by the way? So I'm going on to four years. Four years. So yeah. you're just around like like me. Like yep, I'm going to yep, be going yep. into my fifth year by January. So in the four years in the real estate business, what is your biggest lesson so far? Honestly, it's to care, but not care that much. And I don't know if that makes sense or not. Because sometimes when you care too much, your clients don't see that, and then they try to use that against you. Mm. And it's really messed up. Heard that. You know, you can care, but don't care too much, because at the end of the day, you don't want it to kick back and kind of stab you in the back at the end of the day. Right. Wow. But really, do care. I mean... Granted, I care about my clients. I want to do right by them 100%. Yeah. And we'll get into why I got into real estate in a little bit, and you'll realize why I actually care. But at the same time, you know, like, draw a line somewhere. Yeah. Because you can definitely get your morale shot down really quick. Mm. Since you've mentioned it, let's let's talk about it. What what got you into real estate to begin with? So, basically, um, it's kind of like a thing. I guess it was implanted in my brain years ago. So, my, like I mentioned, my parents moved out here in 07. And you know that okay. 07 was pretty much like the peak of the recession that right. we had. Right. You know, the whole boom and the bubble that burst back then. Right, right. Um, so I was young. I was young. My parents bought their first home in Quorum, New York. Um, you know, they didn't really know anything. I'm first generation uh, here, American. So right, my right. parents immigrated here in the 80s. They worked. They saved up some money. Decided to buy a house on Long Island. Oh. And um, pretty much they got messed up. They got fucked up. They got mm. put into a, an arm. Got put into an arm. What is that? And it was just a rate mortgage. So oh, okay. They yeah. got they bought a house in, in a very bad neighborhood. They got steered into a wrong neighborhood just because we were Spanish. Mm. Um, you know, uh, bought the house for a crazy number. I think in today's market, it's at the number that they bought it. And today's like the highest point of the market ever. Mm. Right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? percent. Oh, so, so when they bought the house, they got I forget the rate, but it would go like the payment would go from like. $2,000 to like 5000 because mm. the rate would jump up like 10 points. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy how that worked and my parents ended up going into foreclosure. No so way. we had to do some stuff and, and we ended up saving the house but they lost a ton of money. Um, mm. You know, my parents went through a lot of stress. We put in a, they put my family in a very difficult time so I remember seeing that and at a young age I was introduced to that because, you know, they speak English but not the best so I had to yeah. translate and help them out. Right, So right. I became exposed to all this real estate knowledge at a young age. Wow. So I always said, you know, like, I would always want to help people not go through that, especially, yeah. you know, you're Spanish, I'm Spanish, right, right. or any other immigrant family, you know, right, like, right. kind of steer them in the right direction. Yeah, 100%. How old were you during this time? I'm going to say I was around, like, nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, maybe nine, ten. Right. So, mm. so yeah, it, it happened, and 
you know, granted, fast forward, I went to school, I, I don't really have a passion per se, like, you know, some people have art, yeah. movies, music, whatever it is that they're passionate, I don't really have one, I just like, yeah. you know, I like to be successful, I like to make money, I want to live mm. my life a certain way, mm. and that's what kind of drives me, so, mm. to me, it was always business, entrepreneurship, kind of look for that financial freedom, as they call it, right? Right, right. So, mm. I ended up going to school for finance, and in the midst of everything, um, I had a friend of mine, we went to high school together, and she is still in real estate, she's an agent, mm. and she's at Exit, actually. So she um she sat down with me one day. She told me um you know listen look into real estate. This is how much I made on my first deal, and I was like whoa I was whoa. like whoa and I was like I thought, I thought this was just like an hourly wage kind of thing going on here like it's a big boy job. You know, I was like shit. I was like you know 20, 20 years nineteen years old out of high school making this money. It's it's great. Right. So I ended up looking into it. I took my course. I got licensed. Nice. And it kind of like everything lined up as if it was meant to happen, right? Thing, because right. my at the time I was in college, I was in the community, yeah. And I ended up having my professor for my capstone course, my last class at Suffolk, was my broker. He became a broker. He walked in the first day. He no says, way. "I'm a real estate broker and I'm a real estate attorney." And no way. I had a conversation a conversation with him after class, and I got into real estate with through him. Holy crap. I mean, he taught me a lot. I mean, I'm definitely thankful for him, you know? Like, wow. It definitely does... It definitely helped me gain a lot, a lot of knowledge on, on this whole thing, but that's that's pretty much why I got into it, you know? I wanted wow. to, um, to make a difference in this, you know, make sure that there's still agents that care. Like I said before, they care, but at the same time, don't steer their clients the wrong way. Right. Because it can definitely hurt them in the long Yeah, way. yeah. Wow. And did your... So going back to what your parents went through when you were younger, like... What was this the type of loan that they chose, or were they informed that an adjustable rate mortgage could change? So they were never informed. No. They they never told them anything. It's funny we still have the documents from the first closing ever, and now that I'm in this, I was going. We actually moved. We we sold our old home in that neighborhood. We sold that house and we bought a new one. Granted, I helped them out a lot. We've we're in a much better position now. Good. But you know, I ended up going through that folder and I read the documents and all these things that they signed. I mean, I looked at the CDs. Right. I looked at all these things and it was just, it's crazy because nobody told my parents what they were signing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and they love to say, you didn't, re- you didn't read the fine, the fine print, but you know, it's like, you didn't explain it to you. Right. You know, like, you know, I don't understand these things. Right. Why don't you explain it to me? Right. Right. And honestly, it wasn't just them. It was a lot of people that I know. Even wow. one of my best friend's mom, same situation. She got put into a balloon payment. She didn't know. She, last year, she got hit with a bill oh, from her mortgage company. It's like a big bill. Saying she had to pay 50K to, oh my God. to sa- satisfy the balloon payment. Wow. Or else they were going to foreclose on home. Wow. It's just crazy. And so I, I let her into, you know, into a mortgage professional. And they figured out what they had to do. But, you know, it's, it's tough. It was a tough time back then. And. Granted, I mean, it's changed a lot, and that's why in this day and market, I'm going to kind of feed into this. Yeah, 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 A lot of people tell me that there's going to be a recession because everything's going on, and this this, this 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 market just rising like crazy. I Obviously, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen, right. but I don't think so because everything's regulated. Right. Appraisals aren't like what they used to be. You know, they actually, they're very strict on everything. Everything's delegated. Right. So, you know, it's... I don't think so, but granted, you know, it's yeah. definitely a lot better than back then. Oh, I'll tell you that. 100%. I don't think we're going to have a repeat of 06, 07. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I mean, if we do, then I don't know. We live in a simulation right now. <laughs> yeah, 
crazy. Wow, that's 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 really an, an incredible story and one that I can kind of relate with. You know, being that you're a first gen, I'm a second gen of an immigrant family. You know, my parents were born in El Salvador. Where are your parents from again? So, mom's from Peru, Peru. and my dad's from Ecuador. Mm, wow. Yeah. So they, they met here in um in Queens. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. They're trying to live the American dream. Yep, that's what they're doing. Well, good thing that you guys are, are, are way better off than how you were back then. Because I can, you know, in terms of that, because that sounds like a really difficult situation to be yeah. in. Yeah. How would you define your idea of success? Because you know how everyone has their own definition? Yeah. How would you define it? I mean, success, it's, like you said, it's kind of like personalized to each person. Yeah. It's not... Some people, you know, they'll say it's having nice things. Some people, for me, it's just being able to wake up every morning knowing that I've improved somewhat, some way in the previous day. And, you know, that I keep moving forward to newer highs because there's never a a top, you know, like there's no cap to anything. Right, right. So I could be at step one, tomorrow I could be at step two, but I can always keep climbing, you know? Right, right. Look at... Somebody like Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah. Ten years ago, you would have told somebody that a guy that started a bookstore out of his garage <laughs> is going to become a trillionaire and and the richest man in the world. It's it's unfeasible, you know? Uh, but fast forward 10, 20 years, it's like, yo, it, it happened, you know? So, And he's still reaching new highs. He's still trying to do better things and everything like that. So that's my definition of it. You know, as long as you keep striving for newer highs... And just don't look back, you know, just always improve and learn more. Right. That's that's successful. You mm-hmm. know, success is not defined by what you have or this and that. It's about what you kind of have in your brain. Right, Because right. that's what's going to drive you to become a better person. I was going to ask you, do you think that success has to involve money in some way? I mean... Or do you think, does your definition of success involve money in some way? No, no. It's Ooh. just becoming just better as a person. I love that. No, it's because, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying, you know, like having nice things doesn't mean that you're, I know people that drive a $100,000 car, but they're not wealthy. Right, right. You know, they're living paycheck right, to paycheck. Right, right. But I know people that drive a $20,000 car, but have over hundred k in the bank. Yes. Oh, yes. You <laughs> read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, didn't you? I didn't read oh, it, <laughs> but I actually skimmed through it, you know? So like a lot of the things that, like I told you, at a young age, I was introduced into this whole life kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So... I kind of knew all of, all of what he was talking about already. Yeah. I skimmed through it. And I, I agree with a lot of the points he says. You know, right. like the difference between both dads, it's it's major. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, yeah, like, things don't make you. You know, like it's about Shit. what you actually know and what you do. Spitting facts over here. Shit. <laughs> Yo, Sebastian Matu, y'all. We're, we're, we're not even done yet. <laughs> How are you feeling, man? You feeling good? Yo, I'm good, I'm you're, you're doing great. You sound like a natural, by the way, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you said you came in nervous. You don't sound nervous at all. You I've came... heard that. I mean, yeah. I have a video, of my intro video, that I shot with one of my friends, and I kind of just winged it, you know? I, I didn't have a script. I didn't try. I was just turn on the camera, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> and it came out. A lot of people told me they like it. It's, I seem like I'm not nervous. I'm, I'm not at all. Maybe, you know? maybe winging it is the answer, y'all. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So... How do you, because a big part of success is also failing. You can't have success without failure, right? Correct. How do you respond to failure? I embrace it. Ooh, I embrace yes. it and I, I learn from it, you know? Like, Hell yeah. So God. funny thing is, I, and I mentioned this before, um, before getting into this, right? So my dad's always been into the restaurant business. Right, he worked at restaurants. He owned a couple of pizzeria, a restaurant here. No way. So yeah, so straight out of high school, I wanted to 
kind of see what that was like, but my dad had already told his, his businesses. So I told him, I said, listen, can we do one together? And at the time, obviously, I can't get a liquor license. I don't really know much. And obviously, I have some money saved up because I made some investments that I made money on. Yeah. But at the same time, he ended up saying, okay, we'll fund most, most of it, but you're going to deal with everything. You're going to deal with lawyers, oh, landlords, sure. oh, no. everything. So, you know, I try to educate myself as much as I could. Um, and we, we went straight forward into it. It was, it was Nick's Tustin Grill in Mignola, Mignola in oh, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's closed now. We ended up selling it. Um, my dad ended up getting sick a little bit, so we couldn't manage both things at the same time. Right. So we ended up, it was 2017, I believe. Yeah, 2017. Uh, we started to buy the restaurant, and he put me in charge. Like I said, he put me in charge of everything, and I learned that you can't trust people. You know, Straight out of high school, I was trusting people. I trusted the guy that was selling us the business that was already there. So I ended up doing some things that weren't with attorneys so i ended up giving him some money mm. and turns out the guy ran off with twenty thousand dollars of ours and it cost me 20 grand my dad was mad but he also said you know like money's money you can always make it i mean granted it's not that we're filthy rich or anything like that yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the same time he appreciated the fact that i learned this thing right which is not to trust anybody and mm. I, I don't mm. you know sometimes I, i'll even joke around that i don't even trust myself because you can't you know somebody can be the nicest person, the nicest whoever, and then you're just looking at somebody and it's like, he's gonna stab you in the back the first minute that you have a chance. And and it happened, you know, he ran off for $20,000, we learned, we got through it, and we were good, we were successful in the business. We got, I got the marketing situation happening. Yeah. It was actually a good a good um team teamwork kind of situation with my dad, because my dad was very old school, and I brought in like the new school, social media advertising, social right. media posts, yeah. kind of like the brunch idea, you know, stuff like that. Right. It right. worked out perfect. So it was good, and then, like I said, um, a couple years into it, my dad got diagnosed with um, an illness, and we ended up getting through that, but it was just too much for him, for me, and I had this going on, so yeah. we ended up just selling it, and so now they changed the name and everything, but it was a great learning experience. Wow. I know what to do with business, I know not what to do. I can buy a restaurant right now, and I know exactly what to do. No way. I know how to set it up, I have contacts, I know everything. Oh my God! So that... I mean, granted, I'm and I'm still twenty, <laughs> you know, I'm twenty four years old. Right, right. You know, so it's it's just crazy to think about. And I always joke around. I'm like, I turned twenty four, but I feel like I lived a lifetime already. Right. I, I have perfect credit. I have yeah. um, you know, I know how to buy a car. I know how to sell a house. I know how to buy a house. I know how to renovate a house. Cause that's what I just did with my new house. We ended up buying the house, and I did a complete flip on it. No. Yeah. Congrats, and, man. And thank you. And Yo. it's just a lot, you know? So, you know, that just comes back to my other ideology where age is just a number. You know, you can't be limited by your age. That's facts. And I've heard that a lot before, you know, like, oh, you're only 18 or you're only 17 or you're only 20. Like, what do you know? It's like, no, what don't I know? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can talk about whatever to whoever. And half, most of the time, and most of the time, it's going to be accurate information because I've been through it. Right. right. You know? So it's, it's just mentality wise you know right right as long as you want to make it you can make it yo look at that man you should be a motivational speaker over here <laughs> you ever thought about that like a little, little grand cardone kind of vibe over here like <laughs> yeah, wow 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 so let's let's get on to this topic now hustle culture do you know what hustle culture is <laughs> i've heard of it break it down a little bit i've heard of all it. right so a lot of people associate hustle culture with workaholism or with burnout culture 
to pretty so pretty much you're working yourself like a hundred percent every day you wake up you 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 know barely eat you you work 24 7 you come home you sleep and repeat like it's it's just hustle 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 do you do, do you resonate with that like do you i do and, I, and i've seen it uh through some people but there's one thing that i don't agree with it's and it goes back to some childhood things but yeah. working hard is 100 percent the way to success there's no way around it yeah. i keep seeing you know it's so many things online where it's like, like the get rich quick get schemes. rich quick yeah. you know do a video to wholesale houses right. it's not that simple you're not gonna get rich in two days it's not gonna happen Right. As long as you work hard, it's it's a simple definition. Work hard, be persistent, yes, and you will become successful. But at the same time, during that equation, don't forget that you also need to take care of yourself yes. and your body because without without help, there's no love. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So be healthy. Take some time off. It's okay to take a time off. It's okay to take a breather. You know, relax, enjoy your day to yourself. Go right. out with your family, your girlfriend, whoever, right, right. and relax it's gonna be okay like you don't have to be rich in 10 days you don't have to be rich in 10 years like as long as you work towards it towards it and you're happy doing it it's gonna happen it's gonna become part of your lifestyle but at the same time don't burn yourself out because that burnout can definitely cause you a lot of like a lot of things you know anxiety stress it all ties into the same situation and it's gonna put you in a very dark place. Yeah. And once you realize it, it's gonna be like, damn, like I worked so hard for this, but now I'm here. Right. And now you gotta work even harder to get yourself out of there. That's so you true. You know what I'm saying? Like I hit that. I, I burnt out. I mean, we've had this conversation oh, before. Oh, hundred percent. And and you know, like, relax, chill out. Like I just yeah. I just came back from, from a weekend in, in Florida, you know, for my right. birthday. Right, and right, right. It was just it was a fun time. I had to, but I'm back. I'm back and I'm better. I'm right. I'm inside. I'm not I'm not outside right. no more. I'm, right. I'm inside, I'm working hard. Right, right. And then when once I have something else coming up, I'll go have another vacation somewhere. Right. You know? That's but so true. Work hard, definitely be persistent, and success will come. Mm. You know, just don't burn yourself out throughout the process. Yeah, 100%. Because I think burnout, it, it, it actually lowers your, your energy waves, your energy vibration, and then you just, you kind of lose yourself in the process. Not even you know, that. You start to yeah. think that. Yo, you start to think, it's like, is this even for me? Like, is this, <laughs> is this meant where I'm supposed to be? Like, maybe I should get a job like somewhere like everybody else, you know? And yeah. Just, just live that lifestyle. But no, it's like, it, it is for you. It's meant for you, but relax. Like, you're just working yeah. too much. You right. know, like, set yourself a schedule, follow the schedule, and you'll be good. Right. Like, you'll, you'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be all right. Oh my God. That's so true. Look at that. Look at that. So, so you answered that question. You don't believe in getting rich quick. I do not. Yeah, yeah. I don't I do either. Not. I agree with you 100%. I don't, I don't think that's a thing. I mean, maybe it's possible. Like, oh, you win the lottery here. Or maybe you get lucky with crypto or something like that. But, I mean, it all comes with hard work at the end of the day. At the end like of the day, said. you know, like, yeah. luck, luck is one thing. And I believe you make your own luck. Trust me. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you can win the lottery. You can you can stumble across somebody who tells you to invest in a crypto. And it booms the next day, you know. But... It's not, it's not going to happen quick. Yeah. So relax, work hard and work on yeah. your habits. Yeah, I know a hundred percent. Wow. 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 That's, uh, that's the, wow. This is great. Um, do you, do you think that anyone can be successful if they follow their passion, their quote unquote passions? <laughs> this is a funny topic. So, <laughs> so yes, I do. But at the same time. You also have to steer away from your passion for a little bit, Ooh. because with every successful business, there's only gonna be you know you can be passionate about artwork, 
But if you don't know how that business model works, it's not going to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know how to sell it or you know, you don't know how to like buy something at a lower price and whatever, however that market is, because I don't know about it. Right. But there's always business involved. So if you're not a business-oriented oriented person, you have to step away from that passion for a minute, learn business, and then implement your passion into business. And that's how you'll take off. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's like a life hack, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I, I tell you, 90% of people don't know this. The are just told, follow your passion, follow what you're good at, focus on this. But it's Listen, like, wait. <laughs> if we were to follow... Everything that the system is set out for us to, to follow, we would all be like wild ducks, you know, like just like <laughs> running around following the system and not really being successful. Because if you look at if you look at most of the, the successful people, I mean, I, I remember I used to know the stats of it, but half, most more than half of these people didn't go to college. That's so true. You know what I'm a saying? A lot of people dropped out. A lot of people drop out of college. Who, who dropped out? I think Steve Jobs. Um, who? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard. Yeah. I think Steve Jobs didn't go to college. Right. I, I believe so. Yeah, don't, right. don't quote me on that. But I think Jeff Bezos also. Yeah. Uh, I might be wrong, but listen, no, a I lot of these so. successful yeah. people didn't go to college. Right. And it's because you don't need college. For business, you don't need college. Right. Right. And that's 100%. If you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a doctor, by all means, go to your school, go med school, law school, whatever, and be successful. But for regular stuff you don't need you don't need college yeah and wow. it's if you follow the time I, was, and I broke down this timeline before you graduate high school at 18 or not, or 17 whatever uh-huh. you go to college for four years right now you're 23 uh-huh. you're in debt <laughs> a, 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 a nice amount a 23,000 23 year old you're in debt with like 50 60 maybe 70k depending on school sometimes even more right oh my god so now you're at 23 Right, you're in debt. You're working. You come out of college now. This in this time period that we're in, your college degree doesn't even worth anything if you go for a bachelor's. Now you need to at least get a master's right. to really stand out. So now another two years, another twenty, thirty k in debt. Right. So now twenty five, you get out, you get a job, a regular job, paying you thirty, forty k a year. That money is going depending on where you live. You're not really making a lot. So now you got to pay your student debt. You got to pay your car. You got to pay your food. Maybe your your living expenses if you're not living at home so now what are you really left with so now 25 right say you get a good job by 27 you get a raise you start making 60 70k 80k so now you can afford to do something but then you go to buy a house now you can't really buy the house that you want because you have this much of student debt and this responsibility so now whatever you buy your house a 30-year mortgage now you're 55 right maybe 60 and now you're ready to retire you know, so if you look at the system and the time frame, the system is not meant for you to be successful. At least in my opinion. Everybody has their own opinion. I agree. And everything. I respect that. I agree. But I agree. at the same time, you know, like, if you don't look outside that system, you're going to be stuck in, in, like, a tunnel vision situation. Wow. You, you couldn't have said that more perfect. I love that you just laid out an entire timeline because I feel like people don't look at it from that perspective. They just think, oh yeah, I'm just going to you know aimlessly go to college and do it because everyone else is doing it, jump on the bandwagon and then come out and then pay debt because everyone else is doing it. It's like, it's not, like, I mean, do you not realize you're in debt? I mean, not only that, you know, like there's this stuff like, like in high school, right? Did you learn about credit in high school? How to, how to what? Did you learn about credit in high uh, school? No. <laughs> no. And, and I guarantee you. Taxes, right? no. <laughs> and I guarantee you right now, there's not a lot of people that can tell me everything about credit. Yeah. And credit is one of the best things that we have. Trust mm-hmm. me, you can leverage it to make you the richest person on this planet. 
But if you don't know about it and you don't know how to structure it the right way, then there's there's no point. You know, like high school. I remember high school learning about you know dumb shit. You know, like stupid things that it's not important. You know, like who cares about the eighteen hundreds? You know, like <laughs> I, I, I don't. Truthfully, I, I don't. But if you would have told me about credit. It would have been great. Right. But, you know, when I graduated high school, I, I knew about credit because of my parents. Right. Because I was so involved in their life and what they did and what they didn't do and all of this. So I already, I already know what to do. Right. You know, if they fucked up, I already know not to do that because they fucked up. Right. Because life experience. Exactly. So now when I go into it, I know how to avoid that and I know how to get perfect credit. Mm. I'm not, not going to lie. By 21, I had credit lines that added up to $100,000. No way. Yeah. I had American Express. I had, I had top credit cards. I'll get any loan. I'll get any car. No way. I mean, obviously, I didn't... Not any car because I didn't have the income to back it. But I, my credit was perfect. I had a sub Wow. That's wow. That's awesome. Holy... And you were using your credit. I was using my credit. Holy crap. I kept, I kept my limit. I kept, I kept all my utilization on 10%, which is what you need to do. Oh. And, yeah, I mean, you know, like... Oh, my God. Teach cr- me your ways. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've helped a lot of my friends get credit. I just, you know, like, I'm not this credit guru or anything, you know, I'm not, that's not what I'm claiming, but <laughs> I know exactly what to do, and trust me, like, yes, it, it, it helps, and I've heard, I've helped a lot of my friends, I have a couple of friends that have 850s right now, not 850s, 800s. 800s, wow, yeah. I didn't even know that, some people don't even see that number. Yeah, did you know to get perfect credit, you need 25 credit cards? No way! Yeah, you need, yeah. Like, they all have to be perfect, or? I mean, they, you have to have 25 credit open, like, a lot of open wow. accounts. You can't just have three. Really? Yeah. Really? Hmm. Why do I always get emails from Experian? Like, oh, this is bad. You opened another credit inquiry. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, when, when you open up credit inquiries, it hits your credit limit, but then it falls off after a couple of years. Interesting. But it's never bad. I mean, Experian is good. Um, Stay away from, what's that? What's that green one? Credit Karma. Credit Karma. Credit stay Karma away. is unaccurate as hell. Really? Yeah, it's... I've had my credit run and it'll tell me one number and then I'll have it, uh, I'll run it through credit card and I'll be like, it's like 780. They'll run it through Experian or like actual running through a system. Right, like a bureau. Yep. It'll come back like 790, 800, 805. Wow. It's just so inaccurate. Wow. So don't trust that. Yeah. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Holy crap. Look at that, Sebastian. You be knowing all the facts. <laughs> you be knowing all the facts. Well, hey, I think we pretty much answered all the questions here. Uh, is there anything you want to say to your audience? Because this is your audience, man. Like, talk to your people. Any last-minute advice? Any last words? I mean, if you want to be successful and you and you really want to do stuff, go out there and learn, you know? Read a book, watch a video, whatever it is. I'm not a big book reader, so I'm not going to claim that. But watch a video, study whoever it is that you find to be successful and see what they did. Right. And you'll learn a lot. Right. Trust me, you'll learn a lot more in college. Not in college. Online than in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, so that's true. Go out there, get some, get some knowledge, and definitely follow your dreams. Yeah, man. Follow it. It's yeah. It's all possible. Yeah. I'm not successful or anything just yet, but trust me, I'm on my way there. I mean, you sound successful, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the way you spoke on this po- podcast, pretty damn successful to me, if you ask me. Like, I mean, hey. before my ideas, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. That's, that, 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 that's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, that was Sebastian Matut on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you guys. Have a good day. Too sexy for your game, too sexy for this fame, yeah, yeah, I'm 
Too sexy for the trap, too sexy for the cap.